This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Abe Abish, founder of Abish Financial Services. A lot of firms out there say they will do tax planning, say they will do social security planning and RMD planning, and typically they just do investment management. They want your money. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. Where do you stand today with your retirement accounts, with your insurance, with social security, RMDs, taxes, all of it? This is how we need to think. We need to think outside of the box on these matters. Abe is here to help you unlock the keys to your retirement. There is a column in a recent edition of The Street where the author was predicting big problems for state and local government pensions. He argues that they're too underfunded to meet their obligations. And this is especially scary thinking about all of the government workers that we have here in the Northern Virginia area, Abe. What would that mean for retirees who are receiving these pensions and for workers who are expecting to receive those pensions when they retire? Yeah, obviously that wouldn't be a good thing if things change drastically with, you know, state and local pensions. We're not talking about federal pensions here, Heather, but state and local. And, you know, with these institutions already reeling from the pandemic, this author thinks that in the future, just with stock and bond markets having disappointing returns, that that's going to play a key factor and have a, a huge impact on these pension programs. And since they're already way underfunded, a lot of these programs, there could be problems down the road. So we've got to pay attention to that. We never want to rely on one stream of income too much, like a pension. If you have a pension, that's fantastic. That could be part of your guaranteed side of your income plan, Heather, part of the foundation of your retirement plan. That can be great, but let's not rely on one source of income too much. And so we just had a couple call into the show recently, Heather. They're in their early 60s. They live in Alexandria, Virginia, and they are federal employees and have some big federal pensions. Uh, In addition to the pensions and military pension, they have a few social security checks, obviously, and they have close to a million bucks saved. And here was their problem among several. Okay. They wanted to know, Heather, if they could retire and when, because they're 63 and 64 and kind of planned on working until 70, mm-hmm. you know, because that's when you can max out your social security check, when that's going to be the largest. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just figured they needed to work another, you know, five, six, seven years, but that wasn't the case. And they found that out and learned that that wasn't the case when they came in for a second opinion. So they were under the assumption they had to continue to work and the husband further plan to take the TSP annuity, which we kind of think in a lot of situations is a no-no, especially because they didn't need it. So let me explain further. Okay. This gentleman had a pretty big military pension, Heather, Mm -hmm. VA disability. He will have a FERS federal civilian pension as soon as he retires from the federal government. Each of them obviously have a social security check. And with those five streams of guaranteed income backed by the federal government, They didn't even have to touch their investments. When we put together the income plan, Mm. we showed them that there was a huge surplus of income, more income coming in than they needed to pay the bills without touching their million bucks. But the husband had been seriously considering turning the TSP when he retires into an annuity, using the annuity options of the TSP. And we said, well, wait a minute, why would you do that? Do you like the guaranteed income feature the TSP annuity offers? Right. You know, and tell me what you like about it, right? Because we believe there could be a lot more cons and negatives associated with taking the TSP annuity than not for a lot of people. Maybe not everybody, right? Nothing's perfect. 
But when we show them that they didn't need the extra income from the TSP annuity mm-hmm. and that instead, if they just invested the money on their own or maybe hired us to help them, you know, grow the money for them, that they would retain control retain tax deferral, compound interest, growth to some extent, obviously, death benefits, all these things are typically not available when you annuitize a pot of money, Mm. which is essentially what the TSP annuity is going to do. Now, good thing is that it can provide guaranteed lifetime income. It could have provided a survivor, you know, income to the spouse if the husband passed first. But all of the negatives, giving up all that money and giving up control of all that money for the rest of our life, you know, losing growth for the most part, not having access to it, not having lump sum death benefits, we really thought the negatives outweighed the positives. So Heather, it wasn't until really coming in for a second opinion that they realized, you know, the TSP annuity, the annuitization option that the TSP offers for them specifically was not the best choice because of all the negatives versus the positives. They didn't really figure that out until they came in for a second opinion. We put together a written retirement roadmap, a written retirement income plan, GPS for their retirement. We discussed paying off their home or not. That was a big question that they had. We gave them an investment and risk analysis. We talked about tax planning because this gentleman's TSP is all pre-taxed. Taxes have never been paid on this TSP. And he's concerned, they're concerned that taxes will go up and they'll lose more money to higher taxes down the road than today. What's important that you know is that you do have options within these plans and Abe and the team want to show you what those options might be. So keep it on with the conversation of our retirement income, Abe. You have worked so hard. You have made sacrifices and you were smart with your money. But now that you've finally retired, you find yourself hesitant to start spending that money. J.P. Morgan's Ann Lester, she tells Morningstar that she believes a lot of retirees are simply just afraid. They have saved their money. It is earmarked for retirement. And then their minds focus on, I've been trained not to touch my principal. And you've saved it to use to fuel retirement. There are very few um, mechanisms, rules of thumb beyond the 4% rule to help people understand how much is safe to spend. And so I think that's something people really wrestle with. Abe, how do you help clients figure out how much they can safely spend without having to worry about running out? Heather, by actually talking and planning for income got it in retirement see this is a common dilemma that this lady just mentioned here a very common dilemma where people have a hard time sometimes heather thinking about income and retirement thinking about ways they can replace their paychecks in retirement because all they ever know is rate of return growth 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 max out your accounts get the matching contributions pedal to the metal highest return possible rate of return if we live by it we die by it right yep but when we stop working the paychecks will stop as well we have to have an income plan for the second phase of our lives essentially so we just had a gentleman call in and he was exactly this case where he's got the assets right he's asset rich okay income poor okay let me say that again asset rich income poor what does that mean well he's got 1.8 million dollars He's 66 years old and single, living in Fairfax, Virginia. So again, fantastic job of saving and accumulating. Mm -hmm. Here were the problems, Heather. Okay. 1.2 of the 1.8 is sitting in the bank. 1.2 of 1.8 million is sitting in cash in the bank because he didn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. He knows about stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds and cash and CDs, but didn't know about much else out there. And so he values safety, 
values principal protection, knows he's losing money because we're not even keeping up with inflation, but you know, 60%, 65% of his portfolio was sitting in cash. So that was probably the biggest problem. Further for the rest of his portfolio, when we gave him the investment and risk analysis on all of his holdings and positions, we found out that 50% of that money was in the bond asset class, mm. for the most part, yielding less than two. Wow. So now we're talking about, you know, maybe 1.2 to 1.4 of his 1.8 earning essentially nothing. Wow. You know, or let's call it 2% or less. You factor in inflation, you're really at a negative return. Okay. So asset location, Heather, is just as important as asset allocation. 1.2 million of cash in the bank out of your 1.8, that is not okay. That's dead money. We talk about it on the show all the time. Dead money. Why is it dead? It's not working for you. We got to get it off the sideline and we need to build in layers of protection around that cash that can help you generate income heading into retirement. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast with Abe Abish. To learn more about Abish Financial Services, visit retirementkeyradio.com. And join Abe for his radio show, The Retirement Key, Saturdays at 2 p.m. on WMAL. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abraham Abish is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abraham Abish and BM number 770-3575.